1: It's the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night. About it. a real C's fan wouldn't wanna live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East, and still we can't get complacent. Most
2: winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You could tell the other guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring
1: The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's Rain and J's Millie's
0: Welcome back. This is the Locked On Podcast and we want to thank you for making us part of your daily routine. We are here for you Monday through Friday. This will be the Tuesday show and this Tuesday we are... Celebrating? Yeah, uh, sure. Celtics win 110 uh, 105 over the Miami Heat, in which they blew them out in the first quarter and lost every quarter thereafter and held on to win by five. Yay. We are the Rain and Jays. I am John Corrales of MassLive.com, joined post game by Samuel Jamison Packard the Third. Jam! Also known as "Ladies Love Cool Jam,", jam. A.K.A. Uh, little Baby Jamwich. Close enough. Yeah. Young Little Baby Jamwich
1: or Young Baby Jamwich. Young. Oh, fuck, damn. Gah. Uh
0: This time the jam that got me was because of the motion of the microphone. Oh, I had to pull you it. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the. It's yeah. a little trick you learn in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> the visual prepared for the mental and the audio, but the visual. That got me. Uh, let's just dive into this game because you ready to
1: break down a two three zone? Let's you ready get to talk to about it. two three zone? Oh my zone? god,
0: this is going to be the dopest zone defense podcast you've ever heard, guaranteed. Right? This, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard of any two three
1: zone podcast, yeah, but I don't think
0: there's any. In the first, there.
1: the first quarter, they were pretty good at uh, breaking down a 2-3 zone. Yeah. The passing was there. They knocked down a number of three-point baskets, which is the 2-3 zone is kind uh, of... That's what it'll do. It will happen in that uh, good old-fashioned 2-3 zone. Um, but well, let me see. In the first quarter, they scored 36 points, 5 of 10 from deep, 11 of 21. They really did a good job of uh, just passing in the middle of the zone, going side to side, like, playing deliberately, there was a reason they built up a 17-point lead. Um, or they had a 22-point lead at the one point. I think, yeah. actually, 19-point lead at the end of the quarter. Um, they did very well. Uh, after that? Crappy. Not so good. Uh, it really felt like, uh, which was it's kind of surprising, uh, or not surprising at all with this team. How many times have they, every single person of Celtics Twitter said, oh, man, this game's going to end up, like, Sure. Being close after that first quarter. It's just like what this team does. The
0: the Celtics stormed out to that huge lead, and I was sitting next to Tom Westerholm, my co-beat writer at MassLive.com. So he turns to me and goes, at what point do you think this game will be tied? I said, uh, two point two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. He's like, ah. I say two minutes to go in the
1: third. I was I was in uh, third quarter camp. I thought they were going to give it up uh, much easier. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I was. I think I was closer. They cut it to five in the third, and they cut it down to three with two minutes to go in the fourth. So I guess by prices right rules, uh, I win. Yes. So I get the car.
1: And all rules is prices is right rules. You yeah. You, you got to do prices right rules for everything.
0: Right. right. Um, in w- which case, somebody would have swooped in and said, "I'll say a minute fifty nine in the fourth quarter." And that
1: would have screwed me over.
0: Those people suck.
1: No, those people are strategic, and you have to respect them for playing the game correctly. Come on, playing the game correctly—something the Celtics did not do, especially (laughs) in that fourth quarter. I like that. Def, like they—they slowly got worse and worse. I thought they actually played with some decent energy in the second quarter. They played with, uh, made some extra passes. Actually, uh, it wasn't as bad. But the fourth quarter, they shot thirty percent. They were seven of twenty-three. They started off that quarter it was like, all right, the 2-3 zone is basically designed to give you foul shot jumpers. And the Celtics were like, all right, let's give Book and Baines as many foul shot jumpers as we want. And then let's move that into contested threes. Oh, and then let's try to challenge Hassan Whiteside at the rim. It was just like consecutive cons- fuckery is the <laughs> best way I can use to describe it. I apologize for the language, uh, but uh, this was... Bad possession after bad possession, and they were really lucky for two things. Dion Waiters exists and tried <laughs> to take a ridiculous Dion Waiters three to tie the game when the Heat were only down three. And then right after that, uh, Kyrie Irving goes explodes to the lane, and they call a charge on uh, or they call a block on Kelly Olynyk, and Kyrie gets the n one, and it goes from a three point game to a six point game. Now. As a staunch defender of Kelly Olynyk's positional defense, <laughs> that could have been a, they easily been called a charge.
0: I, I think that maybe in Miami that gets called a charge.
1: Maybe if the uh, refs out there respected the positional defensive of prowess of Kelly Olynyk, it gets called a charge. But the Celtics were really lucky. Like that was a huge swing where they put them up like six, and it really it, that kind of put the game away. Even though they tried to. To do their best to give it away. Just like the turnovers after that, like in the fourth quarter or the second half alone, it was just it was bad bad news bears.
0: It was it was sloppy. That I mean that's the formula. I mean that's just stop us if you heard this before. The the Celtics come out strong, build up a lead. I sit here and argue. See, this is why you don't have to change the starting lineup. Although they did it with Baines in the starting lineup, but basically the. Um, the starts to the games are, are generally great. And then second quarter, second quarter is hit or miss. Third quarter is an absolute disaster. Fourth quarter is a scramble. That's the Celtics in a nutshell this, this season. And it, it wasn't even the zone in the third quarter necessarily. They were giving up a lot of live ball
1: turnovers at the top of the key. Just bad passes bad. or just like dribbles into the zo- Like they're just dribbling into multiple defenders. Right. it was just like it was nonsensical at times and it was just so predictable but silver lining Brad mentioned it post game all of us like I think like a lot of us on the press row were like man this would be a terrible loss and we're not gonna be surprised if they managed to bungle this game and they managed to despite playing so poorly uh still win a lot of that again had to do with the uh, Miami heat roster and their players and the fact that the heat just didn't make any three-point shots. Um, what were they? The Heat finished ten of thirty-seven from three, which is uh, not great. So they kind of lucked out, and the, the kind of the, the Heat weren't able to punish them. But I guess give them credit for the win. I don't know. <laughs>
0: if they maybe if they were playing a different team, they would have had more respect, and they would have, I guess, played harder in the third quarter. Like I said, the third quarter was just sloppy. The turnovers, giving up 13 points in like four and a half minutes to Goran Drogic. All to Goran Drogic. Yeah. I mean, that was – he scored 13 of 15 uh, in a run there. I forget what what the exact run was. He had an assist to Bam Adebayo who was just alley-oop dunking like crazy. Another big alley-ooping like mad against the Celtics. The Celtics got super sloppy and turned the ball over – live ball turnovers, letting uh, Drogic get out in transition and finishing and fouling and all of that crap. Then after that, after they'd gotten down, uh, after they'd given up a lead, then they start trying to run an offense, but they're really not trying, trying to run an offense. And that's where they they would go into the teeth. Like there was a stretch where they would just try to I'm a big fan of challenging shot blockers, but they weren't challenging Hassan Whiteside as much as they were teeing up vicious volleyball spike blocks for Hassan Whiteside. Like, they weren't getting into his body. They weren't forcing him to maybe get his hands down or something and try and draw a foul. They were just kind of sort of driving into him, and, like, Mook did this, like, Almost hook shot, and, and it was just it was bad. It was bad. They weren't doing the things that they did earlier. Now, one of the reasons why I asked Al Horford, if, when he flashes to the top of the free throw line, you get a 2-3 zone, the big flashes to the top of the free throw line. That's just the first move that you do, and you give it to him at the free throw line. You said it before. It's designed to give up that shot. Al Horford taking that shot, I'm I'm down with that because that's a free throw for Al Horford.
1: But he never turned around and just threw that shot because there's better ways to break down the zone. And when like he was not in the game, we saw that shot be taken by Tice, who got blocked, Mook, who got blocked, Baines, who missed it a number of times. It's right. Just, like, there's better things to do. There's They have to figure out a different way when the zone comes
0: around. Like You cannot give Mook the ball in that position because he's just going to turn around and shoot it. Or, or do something bad with it. Daniel Tice is not a good enough passer in that position to do that. Baines is a better passer than people give him credit for, but he has a tendency to uh, want to take that shot. Like he's, he's a when little he was, bit He was more,
1: a very aggressive with the lefty hooks tonight.
0: Yeah, so getting Al Horford not just in that position to catch the ball at the free throw line, but to turn around and look, and you got to – Draw that defender up. You gotta, you gotta really try to get. Either it's Adebayo or Whiteside. If they're gonna give you that shot, Al Horford, I can trust to take that shot. And I think if Al Horford takes that shot and makes it two, three, four times, you get a natural inclination to draw a guy up, and then you can start cutting back door. And I think they were doing a good job of getting some of those back door cuts early. But once you draw that guy up, and if you're a legitimate threat from that spot, just hitting a couple of shots is enough to get people like, i got to challenge this. We can't just give this guy those shots all night. That's that's shoot around for Al Horford. So one of the things that I would like to see Al Horford do in those positions is to shoot more, turn, look, shoot that shot, take it when it's there, and then draw the defense in, and then you can start kicking, and then guys will start to get a little more um, out of position. You can do more. Uh, but that's only when they struggle. When they're all playing together and connected, I like the way they they attacked it in the first
1: half. Boom, two three zone analyzed. Get, there that's you go. A perfect preview for the upcoming game against the Miami Heat, <laughs> we'll which just they're re- like definitely going to lose. Yeah. Oh my, oh my God, God. It never. Is m- that like just not on brand for them? It's just it's like it, it a, feels like a guaranteed loss at this point, right?
0: Uh, and I'm I'm willing to bet that either Ka- Kyrie or Al, like one of those guys, sits.
1: It's just got to be rested for that Miami – or, I mean, that Pacers game on Friday. Woo. All
0: right, let's take a break. We're going to come back in a couple of minutes here. Uh, reminder that you can get the Locked On Celtics podcast on the new Himalaya podcast app. It's got curated feeds, a lot of new features that will help you out, uh, help you sort your podcast. It's great. And then also Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You could also tell your smart device in your car or in your home to play podcast locked on celtics we're coming right back stick around
2: nfl teams making bold final moves before the start of the season from our local experts to your ears these are the biggest stories on the locked on podcast network
0: Al Horford finished this game with 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. That,
1: as Jam likes to put it, for you base 10. Base 10 bias. You yeah. guys counted in base 10. That number is uh, is important to some people. Some people would hand out a most valuable player award for such a achievement. That's <laughs> actually Al Horford's only second career triple double which is actually kind of wild considering kind of the, the type of player that he is but it happened we live in this base 10 society so we might as well talk about it um <laughs> I, I love i love
0: your just rage against the base 10
1: yeah man let's, let's operate in that base eight world <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, i can't even get into trying to explain the different <laughs> number of county citizens but al horford is quite good uh not surprising to anyone um but I think the problem is for the Celtics, I don't know if it's a problem, but they, when he is not on the court, either the defense or the offense or both get a lot Traders. worse. There's, he, he is the key to basically everything they do offensively. He creates spacing. He's the captain, like the kind of like the back line of the defense. Uh, they need him to pretty much be great. If they want to win in the playoffs, and they need him to do it while pl- doing by playing forty minutes a game,
0: he's the one guy that keeps his head about him, no matter what. He's the one guy that is not going to be prone to hero ball. I've seen him take an early shot clock jumper maybe three times this season, and he is just not going to let the moment dictate how he plays. He is going to make the right play. At the right time. He's not going to get caught up in, hey, we're up 18. I'm going to take this three because that would be one hell of a knockout punch and the crowd's going to go nuts. He's going to try and find the right guy and make the right play. There was a play uh, in the fourth quarter. Terry Rozier was on the right, in the right corner and he was like waving for the ball. And I know Al, Al Horford saw him, and a lot of people might have given it to Terry Rozier when he was waving for the ball, because he was sort of open. But Horford got the ball, and he just kind of made a dribble move away from Rozier and turned and then fired it back to him. And it felt like that was a, I'm just going to draw the defense out just a little bit further, I know that Rozier's back there. I know that they're playing a zone, so they're not rotating out to that shooter. And if he's where he's supposed to be, he's going to catch this ball, and it's going to be a wide-open shot. And he was where he was supposed to be. He caught the ball, and he drilled the three. And that was a that was a big 3. I don't know exactly. I don't have the play by play. That was uh, the
1: consecutive Tatum 3 and then Rosier 3. Yes. I think it was like Terry's like third made shot in the last 3 games, which is <laughs> not great, but not good. good to was see, uh, It was the 3 that Terry Rosier made. Yes. Me. Um but Al Horford was making just good passes. Like I think I'll, I'm always most impressed with his his passing. Like when he has the big passing nights, because if you're if you're a big man, you're gonna get the ten rebounds, the points. Uh, obviously, he did a pretty good job tonight, um, scoring nineteen. But just his passing, his attacking the zone, I think he sometimes like was over over passing, trying to look for those backdoor cuts in the zone, like leading semi too much, and there's actually some turnovers there. But I just think he's the just the most reliable guy on the team and he had one amazing pass to Gordon Hayward oh, on transition man. which was just like how did you do that
0: that was just like "Oh, <laughs> that's erotic city like that was full erotic City I watched that pass like I'll watch that thing over and over again it's just on the break at a at a tough angle and you have to lead Hor- uh, Hayward just perfect I mean Hayward just Took off and made first of all a very nice full speed cut, which Hayward looked pretty good. As an aside tonight, he didn't score a lot, but like his athleticism looks really good. To get that pass, you almost the ball almost has to travel almost parallel to him. It's such a tight angle, It's like
1: an NFL quarterback like ti- like timing it that way. Like yeah, a, like a throw it to the spot. Yeah. That
0: was – oh, man, that was a hell of a pass. But even the pass to Shemi, that was a good point. Um, those kind of turnovers I can live with because it was it was right there. Um, it's not really um, – it's not inexcusable that no, he – No, it was the right read. It was the right read. It's just he and Shemi just don't play in that, at that speed to get like, – how many times is Shemmy cutting back door in anything, a practice, a game, or anything where Horford's going to cut, it, find him? So timing is just like a half second. That would have been a great a great cut, a great, uh, a good layup. But the ball goes out of bounds. Like, I don't care necessarily about those turnovers. You're trying to make the right play, and the ball goes out of bounds, fine. You get to go back and set your defense. Uh, the live ball turnovers were, were killing me. But oh, Horford, when he's off the floor – you don't have, it's, it's, and it's not even, I don't think it's that, that Horford is off the floor and oh shit, what do we do without Horford? It's who comes in when Horford is off the floor. And you throw Baines, well, if you're starting Baines alongside Horford and then you're bringing in either Tice or Mook or something, like Mook has been like a, a big net negative, which I mentioned in the podcast last night. If he's not, and you're, and if you're pairing him with Terry Rozier too, like that's just a recipe for bad play. And and part of it is Al Horford's not there to stabilize it. You don't just dump it into him and let him kind of sort out who's going to get the ball. And part of it is just the types of players that you have in there are are just prone to not playing great basketball. So you're not, you you got like a combination of things that are really falling, ma- making things fall apart.
1: Yeah, it's I don't the Celtics. They're just gonna rely on Al Horford, forty-five minutes a game. That's why he's resting probably against the Miami Heat. He should really only play the Pacers game in the rest of the season uh, because they're gonna need pretty much every uh, every ounce of him. The other only other thing from tonight that I thought of note was Jason Tatum three-point shooting. Is it back? Yes. Uh, over his last five games. Um, Tom Westholm tweeted out the actual number. I don't remember it, but it's a good percentage. It's like I think fifty-three
0: yeah, percent or something. He
1: was four of seven tonight from three. He just had a really good uh opening quarter. Uh him and Kyrie, I just thought the three point shooting was uh was pretty good tonight. Definitely helped out by the two three zone, but they finished shooting forty two percent. Uh Kyrie made his first four threes. Mook made two. Uh we saw and then Marcus Smart actually uh, who we have not mentioned tonight, but our back award <laughs> I was winner. Just going to say that yeah. uh, Marcus Smart hit was four of eight for night, and he had to hit some big threes, and that's clearly helped out with his own. But I think the Tatum thing is most important because he was in a huge shooting slump there for a while, and to see him get back, and some of his threes were just wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a very good shooter, so you want him to hit the wide open ones, and he pulled off the pump fake sidestep three. Uh, which we've been on him all year to try and uh, do that. Instead of stepping into it, he uh, also st- like did a pump fake step in uh, long two uh, at least three or four times tonight. Yeah. But he pulled off the three, which I think is important. Just his his shooting. I think we talked about it on an earlier podcast. Kyrie and Al are going to be need to be great. But you're going to need the other guys around there to be the good spot up three point shooters. Um, especially in the second round against a team like the Bucks, who give up a bunch of threes like that. You're just going to need guys like that to be shooting the ball confidently. So it's good to see Tatum just uh, stepping into the more confidence and knocking down more shots.
0: Yeah, that was great. The the sidestep three was huge. Uh, and it, sometimes you just need a game like this. If they're going to play the 2-3 zone, they're going to give you those open shots. You need you need the shot, sh- shots to start falling. And this is why, especially in the NBA, you don't overreact – to a guy's shooting slump. Okay, so now over the past five games, Tatum is shooting over 50% from three after shooting like 20% from three for a stretch. Like it all evens out. It all evens out. And it's sometimes guys go on runs, they get hot and sometimes they get cold. That, that shit happens. You can't just be like, oh, he's cold, sit him. You know, that's just, that's not how you got to approach these things. Uh, one other thing before we move on to the last segment, we, we didn't mention that no Jalen Brown in this game. And I think that, hurt the Celtics a lot because 24 minutes for Marcus Morris uh, 20 minutes for Terry Rozier plus also minutes for Ojale and and Yabu trying to make up for some of of those uh, minutes that Jalen would have taken I'm sure a lot of Mook minutes might have dwindled uh, a little bit so uh, who knows if if Jalen Brown is in this oh Jesus Christ what's happening now here comes jared weiss here comes here here comes the devolving of this uh podcast uh but if you had a few minutes of jalen brown in there you might not have seen some of the things that happened you
1: wouldn't have seen sweet jasui lamore hit an up and under uh finger roll that was pretty (laughs) impressive
0: uh all right well since you're here what what are your thoughts on this game I really didn't watch
3: the game. I was working on the feature the entire time. Awesome. I literally just coming to watch you guys' podcast.
1: Fantastic. Strong uh, take. I like that. That's Jared Weiss of The Athletic. <laughs> but, but
3: I got to say, Al
0: Horford looked
1: terrible tonight. Is he even ready for- Average Al. Average Al. Yeah, this was a big
0: average Al night. Averaging a triple-double. <laughs> uh, Base right. 10 bias, guys. Base <laughs> 10 bias. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. To your tweets, after I tell you about Wise, Wise is the indoor camera, and it does it all. Jared, did you know this? All Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere, and for only twenty dollars, it records in full 1080p HD Image is so clear you won't miss a thing. It's got night vision. It's got two way audio, so when Jared Weiss is stalking you outside the the window, you can catch him. You can catch him and talk to him and be like, hey. Get away from my window, Jared Weiss. Go finish your feature. <laughs> Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products with uh, that are accessible to everyone. You can check on your home anytime with Wise's live stream with the Wise app on your phone. You can connect to life as it unfolds in sharp focus. So you can see everything that Jared Weiss is doing inside your house, outside your house. I'm making this really weird for you, Anna, aren't I? <laughs> don't have any of this. No, none of this. This is this is the ad read. Good. Uh, you get with your WISE camera for only $20 a live stream with eight times digital zoom and a free rolling 14 day cloud storage. Free with no subscription, 14 day cloud storage. So you can watch Jared Weiss peering through your window while you're on vacation. You could also watch. You, yeah, you know, I'm sure. That's you, what the camera's for. That's the Wyze camera. For. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you can do anything. You can run errands and watch your food simmering on the stove, making sure that nothing goes wrong there. You can do anything. Watch the people who are at work on your yard or whatever while you're at work. Keep an eye on them. And for only $10 or more, the Wise Campan gives you 360-degree coverage in under three seconds. Life moves fast. Your camera should, too. Remember, free. Rolling 14 day cloud storage, no subscription. Wise.com slash locked. Wise.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price. Break down the room around us. We ask you to tweet. At us during the game, Rain and Jays for your basketball-type questions. Rain and Junk for your junky type goofy questions. Let's start with the Jays. Uh, at Maddie B 0814. this is a pretty erotic start. It was. It was. Pre- it was there were some wild things thing.
1: that occurred in that first quarter, including fast breaks started by Kyrie behind the back passes. Kyrie smacking the ball up into the air jumping uh, smacking it to Jason Tatum who lost it and then it like a uh, leads to a dunk to Gordon Hayward uh the pass by Al it was a uh, one of the more erotic quarters of the season it
0: was man there are people descending upon this room all right Jovian Shadow the Celtics don't really want home court do they eh, they I said mean, it was important but I don't believe them it's I would think if you had to pick between health and home court they would pick health uh as we like to say, if you can't beat the Indiana Pacers without home court, then what are you doing here? Like They they need to get this thing together. And if they play at their best, then they can beat any team anywhere. If they don't, then it doesn't matter if you got home court. So uh, home court would be nice. I mean, I'd like to at least have one series where I'm not flying all over the place, but
3: Question for the audience, or for the host of the show? Yes, go. Is it a hot take to think that if the Celtics get all their shit together, they can still go to the finals?
1: I don't think it's a hot take. It they're capable. They're capable. They're well, plenty sure. capable. And if they, we we talked about it a bunch, that if they just play forty minutes of Kyrie and Al, they think they can do good things. But who knows? It goes back to the, the preseason expectation.
0: If they play their best, if they play everything the way they're supposed to play and everybody plays at the best of their ability, then yeah, they can. Of course, they can. We've seen them play great against great teams. But, you know, obviously the follow up is well, how often have we seen them do that? And why should we expect them to do that now? So, but it's, I don't think it's a hot take. I think at their best, that's why every time I watch one of these, you know, like the jump or something like that, and they talk about the Celtics. It's like, oh, the Celtics are having all these problems. But they're dangerous, and I don't think anybody really wants to play them because if, if they are playing at their best, they're, they're going to be a tough out. At, jo- at John Jesserage. I think so. Can we talk about why the Celtics or any NBA team
1: can't attack a zone defense? No, we just spent forty minutes talking about two-three zone. I, I still it. have more thoughts. <laughs> I refuse to have any more zone talk. NP, but thank you for the
0: question. NB Nickerson, it'd be it'd be cool if uh, Rozier was not in the playoff rotation.
1: Thoughts? He needs to play like ten to fifteen minutes a game. Do you just? You need a backup ball handler. You can't like. I know the idea is just like let's give it to Gordon Hayward every time. Yeah, it's just. You, you need to play him. He's a he's a solid player. He's going to be more effective playing ten minutes than he is. I don't know with Terazier. He, he could be. He seems to be better playing thirty than he is with twenty. But you can't just bench him. That's a that's a it's ridiculous. I expect his, his him to be like the not get that many minutes a game, but he's going to be in the rotation.
0: I think the coolest thing would be for Terry Rozier to play good basketball. Oh, that's a hot take. There you go. <laughs> Although. He did early in the game in the first half. It was like he's actually moving the ball. He passed up numerous pull-up opportunities to move the ball, move himself, relocate. Like he did all of the right things. I was sitting there, and so did Marcus Morris, by the way, in the first half. And I was like, "What's happening here? Why, yeah. are, why are these guys making doing- the right play with a big yeah. lead?" I, I too was I'm very confused by what's happening here. Uh. At underscore Costello, this team may be frustrating, but I checked previous Red R back award winners, and Brandon Bass won it in 2014. Yeah, I bet he two-hand
1: dunked that award right down. (laughs) That's all Brandon Brandon Bass ever did was two-hand dunk. And take 14-footers. Yeah, he did it like it was his job, because it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh Albano Zuzu, can you please explain what Kaizen is on the pod? Sure, I just
1: can't pretend to understand anymore. Kaizen is the Japanese concept of continual improvement. Uh, made popular, I think, post World War II when they were trying to rebuild their entire society. But in the Celtics context, it context, it's something that Brad Stevens preaches. It's actually uh, in their weight room on a on a steel beam, um, and it's it's just getting better every day which is basically the the basically the brad stevens mantra so kaizen is just the process of continuous improvement junk time oh junk time all right we've got a bunch of stuff uh from um no nah, those some of them aren't great i think we've we been going long i'm just gonna go to a Go to my own collected junk we're, we're drawer. we starting because to
0: go a little long. We can... Uh...
1: You want to know what happens in a, blowout, in a blowout that starts in the first quarter? You stop taking real notes and you start taking exclusively junk notes. So yeah. I'm going to have to uh, start with here. Jalen Brown loves frogs. Uh, <laughs> talking about this <laughs> in the that. GQ article, big frog guy. Frogs over dinosaurs. So uh, everyone uh, get on board. Dwayne Wade, he stinks and I hate him. And uh, <laughs> the garden crowd gave him a, a warm reception, which we're, was confusing.
0: We're talking about this before the show here. I'm. I was shocked, and maybe because we live in our little online Twitter bubble, I thought for sure that he was going to get booed because everybody online that I'm I interact with, all of the people who interact with me, hate Dwayne Wade, and I thought, oh man, this guy's going to get booed like crazy. And he checked in. And people were like,
1: yay, we respect you. Well, there's. A, I feel like there's a lot of people Wade stands in the crowd tonight. Every time there's like a a big. Final farewell game, or even a big game like this. Anytime there's an NBA star, like this is the final game of the regular season. For I think Celtics fans are less likely to have the tickets than I saw a lot of Miami jerseys. Uh, there was it a guy worked. right behind press row in a all white Miami jersey. He was oh, wearing he it. Shut up! He was talking very loudly, and he was ugly, and I hated him. <laughs> um, but I was I wasn't too surprised by the reception. Um, but um, I started my podcast career by hosting a podcast called uh, We Hate Dwayne Wade. So um, this was a, a big night for me, and uh, uh, I hate him. Um, sax Anthem is the only good anthem. Um, moving on. Um, only if it's done by Bleeding Gums Murphy. DJ Pauly D was here <laughs> from the Jersey Shore. And let me tell you, I, this is one of the rare games where I got to sit next to Jay King. Huge Pauly D fan. Is he Huge really? Jersey Shore guy. Shocking. Shocking stuff. But he's a bigger a fan of vinnie who was also on the jersey shore but here was a beautiful moment to witness Jay King tweets about Pauly D. Then at halftime, Pauly D's checking his mentions and follows the kid. And I get to sit there and look at the glee and the joy on Jay King's face when he gets the notification that Pauly D is now following him on Twitter. Oh, that's hilarious. Then Pauly D dapped up Kyrie. Pauly D was throwing out t-shirts during the t-shirt toss. Uh, it was fantastic. It was just, he was probably the, the story of the game. Now you're looking at me like, why the hell do you care about Polly D? I'm going to say, I was a teenager when the Jersey Shore <laughs> came out, and it was on MTV, so I watched it.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. They were, they were, in, a, they
1: were in a house. They yeah. did drinking. They pumped their fists. They had they a hamburger had, phone, didn't they? They had a hamburger phone a, phone. A phone. a duck phone. Premarital sex happened. It was like the real world, but uh, stylized uh, for Italian-Americans. <laughs> Yeah, they did gym, and then they went tanning, and then they did laundry stuff. I mean, how? Uh, stop me when it starts getting boring to you. Honestly,
3: I, I respect Jay King, and he's a co-worker of mine. I don't want to slander him publicly, but
1: I was Vinny, <laughs> but, your guy. Evolve, Evolve. Vinny's the coolest guy! I, I don't know. I mean, oh, my
0: God. For one, this should be clearly a dirty
1: Short podcast. So. <laughs> Oh my God! What did you think about when um, they read the letter about Ronnie cheating on Sam, Sammy's sweetheart? <laughs> that was just a brutal moment for I me. Know. It was a pretty, it was pretty wild I mean, stuff. I cried. I don't think you should cry, but it was it was a big moment. But okay, enough Jersey short time. <laughs> Moving on. All I know is that that dude was from Rhode Island. Yeah, he looked like it. Yeah, <laughs> He was wearing Red Sox jersey Kelly Olenek was back in tonight And talking a lot of shit to the Celtics bench Which I was thoroughly entertained by <laughs> I think it's mostly Terry Rozier I think it's the only person left from the Kelly Olenek era But he made a three uh, Talked some shit He got fouled by Terry Rozier And said, started saying look up at the th- uh, uh, review board I'm all here for Kelly Olenek talking shit
0: That's great I mean he doesn't have any reason to But that makes it even better
3: well, Remember when he hit the game winner against the Celtics Was that last year? years ago yeah he, he, oh he was loving it that was the greatest moment of his life and Stevens was loving, loving it too
1: uh and there's a guy in an Aaron Baines baseball jersey who won a free trip to Aruba today due to his three-point shooting you don't see an Aaron Baines baseball jersey and you rarely see a person who's good at the uh, mid-game entertainment so shouts to that guy
0: how about this one free round trip ticket to Aruba no lodging no second person just just going to drop just you off at a one room person we'll pick you up at noon. That's the, that's the contest. You make the layup, you get whatever. You make the free throw, you get one round trip ticket to San Francisco. No lodging, no nothing.
1: You just go. And then the nat- I think that's I think that's appropriate with the difficulty of just making a free throw and making a, a three-point shot. You want me to give you two tickets make a half court shot or make two threes? Sure. Or make it like a different place, what like New Jersey, yeah, the Jersey Shore, New Jersey Shore.
0: Take a bus to Atlantic City, like for four t- people. Two tickets <laughs> to New York and a hotel, or, or you go to like Miami or something. It's easily accessible. It needs to be something somewhat
1: remarkable for a bostonian I don't know. One ticket, like come on, one ticket. I'm all here for slandering the Celtics in-game entertainment. It's so <laughs> kind of my my alley. Uh, I got got tonight, guys. It's April Fools, and the the freaking internet youth put out a, a, a doctored uh, play-by-play saying that Ben Simmons made a three. And I tweeted out, what? We need video confirmation. And it dawned, like, dawned on me like six minutes later, it's like, oh, man, this would never actually happen. April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun.
0: I think April 1st is the worst day on the internet, but that was actually a good joke. It was a good one. I thought that I was God. like the one actual good April Fool's joke. Because I saw it, and I'm like, now, because I'm following the game and writing a recap, I saw it. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe that he had a three. Like, I, I totally bought into it. And then I was like, where's the video? Like, where's the – why isn't anybody taking Where is video? this moment? Yeah. And like, oh, okay, that's weird. And I just kind of shelved it. And then I saw later that Jack, the Jack. The Jack Michael, Who 17. introduced himself today. He, came, he was at the game, and he came by, and he said hello and I was Didn't like, "Say hello to me." And then he, then he deliberately fooled me online. Sounds yeah. like he was being a real jerk. <laughs> he was out there. Uh, we were talking in like forty-five minutes before the tip, and then oh, he I went don't. up to his uh, perch up in the uh, three-hundred section. But shouts to Jack, and that was a good Can one. I
3: Use the platform here to call out Jack Michael for not telling me he was in the building. That's my BU brethren. We had brunch at the Breakfast Club, a BU uh, le- iconic BU brunch spot. And he did not tell me he was here tonight. Honestly, I'm a little offended. And Jack Michael, you're
0: canceled. I would be offended. That must really hurt your feelings, that he would avoid you intentionally like that.
1: <laughs> not John. He deliberately said hello to John. He
0: came out. And I'm not. Like, I didn't go to BU. I went to Emerson. Like, and I'm much older than him. I'm not anybody that he'd actually want to hang out with. And he still came and said hi to me. Jeez, that sucks. I'm sorry. That's a
1: low point for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> move <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Jason Tatum being a, a little bit horny in his bracket challenge, uh, ah. choosing Nicki Minaj over Showers, which was shout out to the Patels who, uh, when the first segment aired, so they do a challenge where they set just a bunch of random categories and it's like Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B and 64 versus Game Boy, and the first round you just do the very the first round and the player picks them all, and then in the next segment he picks it all the way to the finals. After the first round, I had bu- the Patels tweeting at me alleging that the Celtics were using the same video that they did last year because last year was eerily similar. But Tatum last year picked showers to go all the way, and then this year he picked Nicki Minaj. But I just love the fact that they were so conspiratorial that they thought the Celtics were reusing in game footage, and that's just like fantastic. It's not it. it didn't happen to be the same one because this year he was a little bit hornier. <laughs> over showers, showers were still in the finals. Um, but yeah, shouts to Jason Tatum for uh, shooting his shot. Yeah, you got to shoot your shot, man. He sidestepped that three and continued. Virginity since the last <laughs> one <season>. was <laughs> Oh God. I think he entered the league uh, sans virginity. And finally, two things. Uh, Marcus Smart took a charge uh, at some point in the third quarter And Aaron Baines leapt off the bench And if you've ever seen uh, Old School uh, You'll know Will Ferrell's character Frank the Tank One of his best celebrations is just punching the air uh, Baines immediately did an air-punching Frank the Tank celebration <laughs> And it was fantastic And finally, I can't believe I forgot this This is going to... The Jam Witch which Jam of the Game Oh, yeah, the no? Witch Jam of the Game is presented by Jam, but hopefully one day the fine folks at Welch's who produce the Peanut Butter and Jelly Jam Witch. The Witch Jam of the Game goes to Gordon Hayward for that crazy play earlier where uh, it was Kyrie did some cool jumping. Uh, Jason Tatum passed up a layup on himself to give Gordon Hayward an explosive dunk that qualifies for the Welch's possibly Jam, which, which, jam of the game? <laughs> oh,
0: man. I, that's, it's, I mean, it's really its really a, a quality thing. Uh, I, um, yeah, that was, first of all, awesome for Gordon Hayward. Nice uh, explosion on there. I'm not so sure that Welch is, like, I'm starting to believe that they have no real investment
1: in the jam, Witch as a product that they want to promote.
0: Otherwise, they'd be all over this thing.
1: They said they told me on Twitter that they would get in contact with the right people. All right now, I just have to believe that they're going to follow up on that. Um, but option B, and this is the one most supported by Jay King, is that we storm the offices of Welch's in Concord, Massachusetts, right. and sit in until we get free peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no. That is where they, the corporate headquarters, are in Concord, Massachusetts. The commerce flows through. Uh, sure, I don't think Jelly does. I think there's production elsewhere, but maybe <laughs> their marketing offices or like the people, the lawyers who will send me a cease and desist letters, they maybe they reside there. Yeah, uh,
0: I I would counter with you know. If they don't want to play ball, we could just turn to an alternative. We go to the- Smuckers, Smuck of the game. <laughs> See, I think I like, I was going with Smuckers,
1: Sucker of the game, or something
0: like that. Smuckers, Schmuck of the game.
1: I don't know, but that, have you ever have you ever bit into a jam witch? It doesn't compare to those crap Uncrustables. <laughs> no,
0: hey, look, man, we'll, well, give me give me some of that sweet Smuckers money. And we'll see how much those Uncrustables... Is that yeah. even the same... Is it in the same... It's brand? the same exact thing. It's, right. But, like, is Smucker's the one that does the Uncrustables? Yeah. Okay. So there we go. I
3: feel like you guys are focusing too much on the jelly side of the equation. need to tap it to
0: the peanut butter. Well, here's my idea. GIF, the
1: GIF, GIF of the game? Ooh, there's a good oh. one. But see, I'm, I'm Team GIF. Well, I'm Team GIF, too, but if money's involved... No, 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 no. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> we're reinventing the Jamwich... But instead of smooth peanut butter, we're putting chunky peanut butter in it and changing the game. That's a talk about mouthfeel. Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it's Can- the chunky duck in the game. Can I can I still give out a Smucker's
0: sucker of the game? Sure. How about Bam out of Bio for throwing the ball directly off Derek Jones's
1: face? Ooh, that was a good moment. Or Ke- <laughs> what about Kelly Olynyk for throwing the ball, just sailing the ball over the Celtics bench, <laughs>
0: six feet over the bench into the third row when they really needed a bucket? Yeah, that was that was also a sucker move. Be the
3: Smucker's smack
0: of the game. Smack the sucker, sucker is the joke. Okay, it's sucker. <laughs> what
3: do you think is the best, worst joke? Though?
0: I just wanted to bring up Bam bio whipping a 90 mile an hour fastball off his teammate's face from five feet away. And he has triceps. I mean, he could have put velocity. Awesome loss Yeah. He absolutely. did. <laughs> he did. That's why he went to his face <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. We're going to wrap up this show. Smuckers, Welsh's, who else is out there in the jelly game? We're focusing very strongly on the jelly market. There's no, we should good- be focusing on the jam market. The jam- My name is jam. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an impressive amount of average. <laughs> and we're getting no money out of this. Oh, God. All right. That's it. Uh, thanks for listening, all of you new listeners. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. When you get in your car, You can tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Celtics. All of you regular listeners, give us that five-star rating, good review. Hope you've enjoyed this show enough to do so. This has been the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.